What's going on, guys? Welcome to the 8BitCast, episode 3. This is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects, but let's be honest, most of it's very immature. And here to lead you on this journey through the inane and the idiosyncratic, I'm your host, John O'Peck, also host of Putting In Work on the 8-Bit Network. And joining me, we have the host of The Hungry Gamers and the head of 8-Bit, it's Brendan White. How you doing? I am doing well. That intro that you are... Uh let us out with was was something uh was a sight to behold wait till you get to the outro i have nothing <laughs> planned <laughs> i'm ready we also have us also joining us is the host of the house of mario or one of the co-hosts and it is bryce dewitt how you doing good man good man how are you i'm great and one of the reasons i'm great is because we're also joined by benny 8-bit how you doing benny I'm um, pretty good, brother. How you doing, man? Well, look at who I'm here with. I got three of the, the hungriest <laughs> fellas in the game, mm-hmm, and that's, that's what it. I'm. Uh, that's what I thought. I was like, I got these three dudes. What do we all have in common? We all love our food, so we're here to talk about everything food related. Because I often listen to the hungry gamers, and you get these touches on topics like you know steamed buns at Macca's and Doritos and dip, and oh. I just want those conversations to keep going, but. They have to talk about games. We don't have to do that today. So I think that uh, we can just let the side tangents flow like so much aioli sauce. What do you oh guys reckon? I am so excited. My goodness. I, yeah. I have not been this turned on before <laughs> midday in quite some time. It is <laughs> it is not healthy. My, my blood sugar is rising. My heart rate's getting a bit unsteady. Let's do it. Cholesterol's uh, filling up my vowels. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this episode is available early to our Patreon supporters who... We very much appreciate and could not do this without, and everyone else will get it uh, two weeks later. But for now, I want to kick it off with something that you love to eat, to devour, but people think is weird. Does anyone have anything to go first? Because I find that we all have these things we think is normal until you get a girlfriend or something and they tell you that, no, that is not normal. Um... I guess I could I could lead off. It's not really weird, but something that gets frowned upon a little bit for for sort of me with with family friends and and Rach is if we're doing say like a peanut like peanut butter sandwiches or peanut butter toast, I don't put butter or margarine on before the peanut butter. I just do straight peanut butter onto the bread. Yeah, that's normal though. I agree with you. That's that's the right way to do it. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. normal. But there's already butter. It's peanut butter. But like it's, it's already... got butter in the word. <laughs> we we are one of the few though. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Like I have been, uh, you know, social pariah on this many times. Uh, nah. But I stand by it. Yeah, the word butter is in the word itself, so you do not need it. Mm. But. You don't yeah. need any extra butter to go with your peanut butter. It's perfectly fine as is. Shit, I'd eat peanut butter straight out of the jar anyway if I could. Mm. <laughs> we could get away with it. It's kind of the opposite of Vegemite where if you're not putting like margarine or butter on there, I don't understand what's wrong with yeah. you. That's my yeah. take. It's not a good time. Uh, 100%. And like, Actually, that makes me think my, one of my exes, she had some weird things for sandwiches. I can't think of anything that I eat weird, but she had some really weird food combinations. Let's hear it. One of them, you'd actually. Sw- I actually asked the question, holy shit, are you pregnant? Why the fuck am I making you this sandwich? Um, because it was so bizarre. But basically, she wanted a peanut butter sandwich with chicken. So, like, barbecue chicken, because uh, I get barbecue chicken down from the shops pretty regularly. And also, it had pickles and tomato sauce. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that doesn't yeah. sound like a good time. And I'm just looking at her eat this thing, and she's like, this is fantastic. I'm not going anywhere near you right now I, I can't look at you <laughs> safe to say we're not together anymore did this flavor combination have anything to do with that by chance 
I yeah, possibly. <laughs> Maybe it was always in the back of my mind that she eats weird food. <laughs> you see, like I'm I'm a peanut butter fan, and and I like it with mm. like I can appreciate it with meats and like warm meats and things. But when you're starting to throw tomato sauce with it, like come on now. What peanut butter and meat? Yeah, like like burgers. You yeah, can oh, put okay. peanut butter with like burgers a kind of with feeling. bacon. Yeah, you could do like a satay thing. Yeah. Okay, you're getting the creative there. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, she she just went a little bit too far. I'm someone who just puts hot sauce on everything. Like I just love it, and people seem to think that's maybe not weird, but they, it's not certainly to their taste. Whereas, yeah, any sandwich, I'll put it on if I'm having like for some reason canned spaghetti. I'll throw in a bit of hot sauce. You know, I just need a bit of kick sometimes, mm-hmm. and I feel like it leaves a bit more taste on my lips afterwards if I've got that in there as well. With the hot sauce, is it like a sriracha, or is it sort of like a Frank's Red Hot, or does it just depend on what's in the cupboard or the fridge? Yeah, it depends what's in there. I do often just go with like the Master Foods or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. like the the hot chili, because that's easy to to find. But yeah, the sriracha works. Anything. I just I just love hot food, mm. and that goes further, like. It's not a spice hot, but I can't eat like cold meats. Like I, I need to heat it up. If if, if oh, I'm having really? like a, a, a sandwich, like I want that sandwich toasted like every time. Oh, if I no way. Come to like Christmas lunch. Mm. Everyone's eating their cold meats and I'm like heading over to the microwave to like heat up my, my meat because that's how I want it. I, I oh, ate but- like I bought probably a third of a kilo of, of shaved Danish salami the other day and I just ate it out of the bag like chips the other day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would do that. But in a sandwich, I just I just prefer it hot, you know. It's that I want the cheese melted. I don't want like the cold cheese. Mm. What about you, Bryce? What's some of your food kinks? I mean, I'm 100% the same on the uh, yeah, food kinks is probably the right thing for it. Um, I'm 100% the same on the hot sauce front. I have hot sauce on literally freaking everything. My brother. But if I have to be if I have to be unique, I'm the master of the throw together. Like I'll put I'll take things in the cupboard or the fridge or whatever that just you would think, "Hey, that wouldn't work and I will just make a huge pot of something. My partner will look at me and go, what the fuck are you making? And then I'll just be like, oh, it's a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of that. And then she's just like, just don't come near me. Uh, <laughs> all right. You know, you're going to, your, your breath's probably going to smell after that. And I said, yeah, but it'll taste good. So, you know, whatever. Give us a sample. I want to know exactly what kind of messed up uh, stuff you're getting into here. Just like... You know, maybe you've got some spaghetti mints in the fridge or something. You have that with some rice, chuck some hot sauce in that and you put some oh, cheese wow. on top of it. Just wow. just that kind of thing. It's it's just like one of those it's one of those feelings where you're just like, I just feel like this and that. I'm just gonna slap them together and see what happens. It's just typically how it happens with me. Culinary MacGyver. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that that's exactly right. Except the only thing is is I don't put duct tape in my ingredients. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I feel like, Brendan, you'd appreciate that because it sounds like you're someone who's not afraid to experiment with uh, a few things. What are some of the... like you, You've talked on The Hungry Gamers about your uh, Doritos oh, yes. experimentation. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and French dip. And French yeah, dip, yeah. Yep, cheese supreme Doritos and, and craft French onion dip. Or... Let's hear a bit more about that and, and any other kind of adventures you've taken in the kitchen. Yeah, like I, I guess I sort of walk a similar line to Bryce there where... It, it, it could be a, con- a combination of leftovers or, or things you see in the fridge or the freezer or the pantry, and you go, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and make some magic here, and, and sometimes that magic does not work, um, and no rabbits are pulled out of the hat instead of just a <laughs> steaming pile of mess. But like Job on Arrested Development. Yeah, cheese supreme Doritos and French onion dip is is one of my favourite snacks in the entire universe. I'm a sucker for something simple like you know just tomato sauce on toast. 
I know that's as white trash as it gets, but like growing up a little bit poor, sometimes we had a bit of sauce on toaster, right? We didn't have any Vegemite or peanut butter at the time. So a bit of tomato sauce on some, some margarine melted toast. That is uh, a good one. Another one that um, I was very against to begin with, but my old housemate and a good mate of mine, Tomo, um, he was a Doritos fan as well. So we had a bit of a mutual love there. But what he'd do is he'd get like a little bowl and fill it full of vinegar, like white vinegar, and he'd dip his Doritos in it before he'd eat the Dorito. And I was like very repulsed what? to begin mm. with. But then I gave it a crack a few times. I'm like, you know what? This is this is weird, <laughs> but this is great. So um, that's another one that I've pulled out from time to time. Cold pasta salad goes with just about anything. Like I'll put that on, does, a, yeah. on a sandwich with, with warm meats, with cold meats on its own. Just spoon it out of the tub like eating cereal. Actually, if you've got a good sandwich press or something like that, you can put cold, the pasta into the uh, sandwich mix oh yeah uh, sandwich press and just cook one up <laughs> yeah oh. another one like doing the old kfc like a another poverty weird hack is like i like to buy just the plain gravy and get like six dinner rolls and just dip those rolls in the gravy <laughs> and just eat that like another little white trash poverty pack meal but i that sweet sugar yeah i need to i need to have a think so maybe maybe sort of go around the table and i'll have a think and see if i can come up with anything yeah. else Maybe not pasta salad, but I think potato salad's great with, like, just about everything. Mm. Yeah, it goes pretty well with stuff. Something about potatoes, it's just, like, the universal food for, hey, you can throw this with stuff and it works. Yeah, it really is. And, like, is. you put it in a sandwich, I don't know, you, like, heat it up. <laughs> uh, my uh, my partner made, some, uh, made, like, a huge batch of potato salad the other day because we're having her uh, sister, over, sister and boyfriend over for uh, lunch. I just remember we had this huge pot of potato salad left there, and I'm like... Yeah, I could probably use that in a couple of things, but by the next day, it was gone. It was all gone. I was so sad. Mm, just have to make some more. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was really good potato salad, too, so I'm quite depressed. Bugger. Very diverse, the potato, I have to say. Oh, yeah. Getting to the, the sauce on toast, Brendan, I knew someone once that uh, put tomato sauce on ice cream, and like that is just something Whoa. I cannot fathom. Oh. It's, uh, tomato sauce is a very versatile and valuable condiment. But it's, it condi- just... it's a great condiment, but on ice cream? Yeah. It's just... It's just it, no. Tomato sauce can ruin stuff. Like, I've heard of people putting... Like, having... They call it spaghetti bolognese, but it's literally, like, mince, tomato sauce, and pasta. And I was like, no. Like, that is not what tomato sauce is for. you, you got to slow down. You know, yeah, um... No way in hell. That, that friend of mine, Tomo, I mentioned, that's how he did his spaghetti. Just like that. Mince, no, tomato no, sauce, no. and then the pasta. He, he could not cook to save his life, the poor soul. <laughs> So that might as well just be applesauce, for God's sake. Like, mm. if you ever check the ingredients of a tomato sauce bottle, no matter how good it is, a lot of it is apple. It's how it gets more of that acidity. Well, yeah, it, yeah that too, and like you get that bit of, that bit of sweetness to it as well. Mm. Like that all that all comes from apple. It's just like in comparison to just like an actual spaghetti bolognese sauce, which is salty. In comparison to like the sort of sweeter tomato sauce, like it makes no sense to have it with mints. I don't, I don't, don't really get it. At all, <laughs> and, and see with tomato sauce, I'm very much a less is more type of guy. Like if I'm having a a sausage roll or a meat pie, like most of the time oh, I'll yeah. ha- I'll have no sauce on a meat pie. But if I'm having it, it's going to be just a little bit that I'll spread thinly across the top of the base. Like I'm not a big drown it in sauce type of fella because, as you said, Jono, it can it can overpower and take over yeah. meals really easily. Oh, it ruins burgers too. Like if there's too much sauce where tomato mustard mayonnaise whatever it on a burger is just way too much it actually puts me off eating the burger mm. 
Yeah, that's something we can talk about too is like ruining food and sauce mm. is one way to do that. But is yeah. there anything that just like triggers you when you see people eating something a certain way? Like when you see people deconstruct a burger, yeah. that oh, really, yeah. really upsets me. And we were at, we were at Betty's a couple of months ago and we saw this this uh lady actually eat her burger with a knife and fork like that made me so angry and so frustrated Why? it's not funny i don't know like she looked pretty like she was sort of a an asian lady very sort of high market high fashion maybe she didn't want to I mean, muck I, up her nails i can understand like you cut the burger in half so like you got like half a sandwich to make it easier to eat sort of thing and grip but especially if it's dripping you with, know one of those big chunky burgers yeah, exactly. You know, just easier to get your mouth around and all that sort of stuff and eat the burger. But why were you... Oh, I can't understand actually eating it with a knife and fork. I was going to say eating a pizza with a knife and fork as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the one thing that bugs me. And it's <laughs> and that seems to be a European thing as well. I don't know how much travel you guys have done, but I noticed that over in Scandinavia when I was traveling over there that like you get a pizza and then a lot of people... It doesn't come to you cut up, so you actually have to cut it yourself oh. to... So that's why a lot of people over there eat it with a knife and fork. What the hell? Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you're holding like a massive like 12-inch and just trying to shove it into your mouth. Yeah, exactly. So I'm <laughs> I'm basically sitting there going, it's like, all right, well, here's my knife and fork, and I'd cut it into slices, and I just ate it like sliced pizza like my you man. normally do. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what the hell you guys are all doing. Mm. but So you're probably responsible for the Scandinavian pizza uprising. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's one for you. Um, so I work, I work at bars... Some people might know that. Uh, and as part of a service, we offer orders to the kitchen, which means they come to the bar and people eat it there. So I get a lot of weird orders. I see people putting gravy on Parmigiana all the time and stuff like that. But the one thing while we're talking about deconstructed burgers was somebody had ordered a steak sandwich the other day, but they didn't want any lettuce and they didn't want a lid. So they didn't want a top of the thing at all because what they wanted to do was they ate it like baked beans on toast. Oh, I shit wow. you not. They cut it they cut it up and then they just they just ate it like that. They like put as much on the fork as possible and ate it like it was baked beans on toast. I'm like, what are you doing? It's a steak sandwich. Mm. Like how do you, how do you go any further than like I'll pick this up with my hands and eat it to something like a burger. Yeah, just taking the piss, really. Get a knife and fork like you you get a knife and fork, you cut it up and you eat it like baked beans on toast. It looks weird as fuck. Like, why would, I don't you, understand. You might as well just ordered a steak on a piece of toast. I don't. I don't see the point. <laughs> or just ordered a steak with salad and chips or something. Like yeah. what the fuck? What, the, what is the point of having the steak sandwich and then just? I don't know. Make it beats me. I don't know. I don't get where some people get this shit from at all. So, so they were banned from coming back. I take it. I, I mean, I criticize them for it, and that's the best <laughs> part about punch jobs is you can just be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Mm. And, like, people will just take it as, like, oh, he's taking the piss, you know, how funny guy. But I'm legitimately <laughs> no. like, what are you doing? This is a sandwich. Eat the sandwich. Pick it up with two hands. Shove it in your mouth. You know, just do that. Just do that. All right? It's not that big a deal. Another one that comes to mind for me is if you're making hot dogs at home, um, I'm, I'm very much chuck the, chuck the Franks in the microwave and, and nuke them for, like, 60 seconds or whatever so they're just quickly ready. They've got a good taste and still got a bit of snap. But the people that boil them, that really irks me and that has ever since I was a kid like my mum boiled them to an inch of their life and then they just taste f- shitty and flavourless and whatever else so hot dogs they just like to, burst as well yeah <laughs> hot dogs boiled is just not a thing for me either no thanks yeah, you're not supposed to boil them yeah 
that is almost entirely dependent on what ones you buy. Mm. I buy the white trash, fair. the thin franks, you know, the the, the red <laughs> rockets, just the cheaper nasties. That- okay, so let, let's say you get an American skinless. Mm-hmm. Those things are meant to be boiled, like, mm. with, without question of a doubt. Like, if you boil those things, that's the best way for them to come out. I can understand, like, the red skin franks, yeah. um, just nuking them. Because uh, I do that from time to time because I get lazy as hell. Yeah, well, quick and I easy. nuke them in water is how I do them. So I actually put them in like oh, yeah. a little dish with water and then, yeah, then nuke, them, nuke them up. Um, and that's a little bit quick because it's not actually reaching boiling, but it actually still cooks the sausage pretty good. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty fancy, Benny. I know, I'm a fancy guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just took two, on a, two <laughs> at a time on a plate and, you know, 45 Your to man. 60 seconds. <laughs> and you start hearing that like little, little scream when they're about to like the skin's about to pop. You're like, all right, it's time to stop <laughs> yeah. this. <laughs> it's the soul of the dead pig yeah. coming out <laughs> yeah. uh, just like lobsters mm. <laughs> overrated in my opinion lobsters yeah there's a lot of lobster. messing around just to get that very tiny bit of meat for a lobster Morton Bay bugs same. are the kings of the crustacean oh love Morton Bay bugs I mean I know I don't have a camera at the moment but if I did I would show you how many jars of pickled cray that I have in the fridge right now oh damn <laughs> like I, I, I pickle that, I put it in vinegar, I put chili with it, pepper with it, salt with it, and then I just let it sit for weeks and then I eat it. It's delicious. Damn. Are you catching yeah. these craze? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I help pull the pots. I don't have the license, but like right. all, all, of them, all of them are fresh. And then, you know, I get uh, fresh fish. I go, I go catch that as well sometimes. Uh, nice. You know, went, uh, went the other weekend, caught two mile away and i think it was four gummy shark which is flake mm. so um you know fresh fish is super good i love fresh fish um and down where i am there's and there's a there's a lot of game for it really there's plenty of beach and uh there's a whole bunch of it that's untouched if you know where to go and plenty of fish which is fantastic yeah yum 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 Brendan, you've got some hunting experience, I'm assuming. Yeah. With your, as you've mentioned, white trash background. Yes, yes, that's true. That uh, goes hand in hand, <laughs> I guess one would say. You ever eat something that you killed or had killed? More often than not. Like, uh, I, yeah. I was taught at a very young age about that. Like, you, you sort of, um, yeah, you, you sort of try and break down what you kill as much as possible. Like, you don't just hunt an animal or whether it be fishing whether it be shooting or anything in between you don't just um you know take that animal's life and then just leave it there you you break that down into what you can use to feed the family you you know you give the remainder to the dogs type of thing like that like you try and go full circle with it but uh yeah i got i got my first gun um if we're talking white trash my pop bought me a semi-automatic 22 rifle for my fifth birthday so you know we're we're some pretty back county type of discussions here like i spent (laughs) half half my time on my dad's side um he grew up in a in a in a town of about 60 people so it's it's as country as it gets um and it's sort of off the grid as it gets like no cell phone coverage to this day out there type of thing uh so yeah grew up hunting um you know fishing camping shooting the whole work so yeah shot just about most of the um australian fauna that uh walks around the the paddocks today and um ate just about everything else as well so whether that be a traditional steak off off a kangaroo to you know the the innards of an animal as well like i've i've tried just about everything so yeah i'm, I'm pretty What's the weirdest thing 
You ever eaten goanna or something? I've eaten goanna. I, I don't know if it's the weirdest thing, but the thing that I've probably felt the most uncomfortable was eating was when I was in France. I had a horse burger. Um, Ooh, whoa. Right. Yeah, like horse horses are Dear Lord. horses are pretty widely accepted meat over there in through France. Yeah, um, and in Japan too, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. So I had a horse burger, and it was it was very strong. Like the because obviously there's no real fat in a horse, so it was very sort of very tough meat, very flavorful. Uh, similar to a kangaroo steak, if anyone's ever had kangaroo, it had that sort of taste oh, yeah, and yeah. texture. Um, yeah, I, again, because I did the travel in Scandinavia, like eating reindeer as well, it's mm. the same sort of thing, very gamey, and it's actually very sweet yeah. reindeer. Venison's great, man. Yeah, it's really, really yum. But then I've eaten, yeah, most most innards, uh, had sort of like the old bollocks, bollocks of a bull, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> bugs, snakes, spiders, all that kind of crap, so... Yeah. Snake eater. Mm. So yeah, most mm. most things out in the world have been in my mouth. Oh, oh actually, <laughs> oh, that's no. what she said. <laughs> oh no. But the real question oh. is, did you get a banjo for your sixth birthday? <laughs> I actually got that for my tenth. You got to sort of work Damn your way it. up to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I wish kangaroo was more widely accepted as a as a steak because it's tastes so good people still a lot of people think it's weird to eat kangaroo mm. i don't know why because it's on our coat of I arms say so i mean there's a lot of restaurants and stuff you can go and get it at and even pubs and clubs i think you can get some some pubs and clubs you can buy you know kangaroo steaks or kangaroo mince meals or mm. sorts of things from mm. yeah i sell it at one of my bars yeah it's just not i feel like as common and it should be i i, I feel like it should be like more common than beef to some extent like as we know it's better for the environment and stuff i feel like mm. it tastes better half the time depends how you cook it i guess but yeah mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people are like how can you eat a kangaroo they're so cute but it's you know people have been eating kangaroos for thousands of mm-hmm. years so it's not exactly controversial no and they're literal vermin here yeah. too like yeah there's there's so many of the damn things that like there's absolutely no reason at all we shouldn't just kill a couple and take the steaks Mm -hmm. it's you know a lot of people seem to hold especially obviously from overseas and stuff like that seem to hold a lot of uh different opinions about kangaroos compared to us but like most of the time we've got people in the country in in the countryside just uh hitting them with their bull bars and leaving for dead on the road oh you don't even have to be in the countryside for that happening like brendan and i lived a good chunk of our lives in canberra and i think every single person in canberra probably hit a rule at some point in their driving life <laughs> can yeah. confirm yeah yeah I hit, three, um, I hit three in one in one bang oh wow yeah, yeah yep. it's, it's easy to happen like and that's the thing like canberra you know that's our nation's capital and we cull them every year they cull them in canberra yep because they're just the population there's just crazy mm. my uh, uh my uh, co-host drew on the house of mario his uh he's obviously a farm boy everybody knows him as a farm boy um, his dad and his best mate used to go out and maybe try and shoot a couple and it was getting really bad uh, in the pine forests not far from his home, his home probably about oh, maybe 100 metres down the road uh, where I've almost hit several hundred of the damn things just going out to see <laughs> my best friend um, and they walked in there with guns one day and said bugger it we're going to kill some I think they must have saw about 100 in one area and then just hop away they just put the guns back over their shoulder and walked back out because they were just like we cannot shoot that many kangaroos <laughs> it would not make a difference 
It's like an apocalypse, zombie apocalypse. Mm. It's just how many there are. There's just so <laughs> many damn kangaroos, and like, really, it needs to be cut down. Emu War is gonna gonna look pale in comparison when the kangaroo war starts. <laughs> yeah, some of those kangaroos are looking mighty tough when you see like them Ooh, stand yeah. up. Mm, just, is it the red ones? Yeah, I, yeah, I can't remember reds, his yeah. name. The I think it was Roger or something. You know, the world's most Steroid jacked one. kangaroo. He actually <laughs> passed away a couple of months ago. Oh, Maybe from kangaroo steroid abuse, I don't know, but he was he was yoked. Oh yeah, yeah. Betty tasted pretty good. They too. look ready to fight as well. Mm. <laughs> All right, I got some more food questions. We could, mm. Let's get let's get to the next one. I want to know best chips or fries. We're talking about franchises, so you can't say the Oof. local RSL or whatever. Okay, so be, best hot chips. Okay, yeah, yeah. best place we get hot chips. All right. Yeah, and for the American listeners, we're talking about French fries here. No, no, it's not French fries anymore. Freedom fries. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go. Benny, Benny will know these ones too. Kingsley's chicken. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's a franchise. Sadly, it's only limited to Canberra and one yeah. in Queanbeyan, which is New South Wales. But it's it's sort of loosely, unofficially not, but is part of Canberra, kind of to a it's degree. It's the Bogan part of Canberra. Uh, they they do crinkle cut fries um, and they are nicely loaded with salt mm-hmm. and then they've got this really salty thick gravy you can buy there and that combination yep. is still probably my favourite. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty hard to beat. I'm trying to think of somewhere else, but there's nothing that comes yeah. close to Kingsley's. I think. Let's go best and worst while we're at it. If if we're talking worst? major chains, I, I think McDonald's have the shittest chips. Their shoestrings. Oh yeah, you know. Sure. I need more tater in my chip. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're not even like I love shoestring fries, and I, they're trying to do that, but they're not crisp enough for that. It's too oily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're usually they, half undercooked, and they also just go cold in like a minute. And once those things are cold, like forget about it. Yeah, I think Hungry Jacks actually used to be the worst fries in Australia, and then they've changed their fries, and now they're the thick cuts. Yeah, they're actually the pretty steak good. Fries. Mm, but they're nice. Those shoestrings that they used to do it was like eating Play-Doh. <laughs> I swear they were that bad. I'm a big fan of the Snits chips. Oh like, yeah, oh, they're I good. guess the, the herbed ones, aren't they? Yeah, and you get the the dipping sauces. Uh, Grilled dust. Kettle good gravy ones. or nothing, Jono. Kettle gravy. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only sauce you're allowed at Schnitz. If you get any okay. other sauce, you, I'm going to disown you. Right. On, I'll keep that in on mind. On the grilled discussion, they're they're sort of yeah herb chips, and then you get the herb mayo with it mm. as well. Mm. They that's yeah. a pretty good sort of little flavor combo. Um, yeah, and they do the sweet potato and like the zucchini ones as well. Yeah. If you just feel like mixing it up a bit, yeah, love a good sweet potato fry. If we're talking yeah. sort of more global fare, I still really rate KFC chips with a bit of extra salt. They are mm. they are yep. pretty damn good. Especially if they're fresh. Oh yeah, that's yep. you know that's that's the absolute kicker because when they're fresh, they're absolutely delicious. They're not great cold. They're awful cold. Mm. Yeah, the thing I'll say about KFC is that's the a unique experience when you can dip the chips in the potato, lick like the basically liquid potato and gravy, and that's <laughs> like that's my way to eat KFC chips. Mm. Potato two ways. Yeah, yeah double, double potato. Wait, so do you dip? the potato chip in the potato as well like the potato and gravy yeah oh yeah yeah i don't understand see and brendan <laughs> probably agrees with this because he doesn't like mashed potato but yeah th- this is something i'm gonna have to we're gonna have to discuss too yeah but <laughs> i can't understand you're taking a potato chip and dipping it in potato so you're dipping potato in potato and it just blows my mind and i can't i can't wrap my head around it i don't know why Call me weird or something like that but that's, <laughs> that's the one thing i have to get a plain gravy from kfc because the potato yeah. and gravy just 
it doesn't make sense to me. You're overthinking it. You're overthinking mm. it. I it's am. Like, uh, but it's, it's like yeah. wrapping. It's like wrapping bacon or ham around more bacon or ham. Like it works. It just works. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I it agree it doesn't make sense in my brain, and I, yeah. I refuse to do it. I, like, if I get given a potato, because as someone that orders the plain gravy, it happens far too often where you actually still get given the potato and gravy. Mm, okay. and you don't realize till you get home or whatever, and say, like, oh, bugger it. See, I actually scoop around the mashed potato <laughs> just to get the gravy because I, I refuse to get the mashed potato. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. I'm, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a straight gravy guy. Uh, Rach, yeah. Rach loves the PNG, so. If they do muck up my order and give me the the P and G instead of the the straight gravy, Rach is happy while I'm sitting there yeah. you know, blowing a gasket. Yeah, <laughs> I mentioned earlier how diverse the potato was, and part of that diversity is the mashed potato, which I'm very much a fan of. But Brendan, why why the hate? What's wrong with the mashed potato, please? It, mashed potato is the trashiest offering of potato in all of food culture, like. You can do so much with a potato, so let's just smash it into mush and just serve it on a plate like some slop. Like, I don't like. I I'm, I'd take like a boiled potato over mashed potato. Like oh, the, the hatred that I have for mashed potato is at that type of level. See, I hate boiled potatoes. Yeah, I'm mm. with you. Like roast potato, yes, baked potato. And, that, and, that, and again, that comes from yeah, living 12 months in Scandinavia where. Every meal had boiled fucking potatoes. I was ready to kill a person if they gave me a boiled potato. Same baked potatoes. I was, I was ready to kill someone mm. for giving me that. Mm. Um, yeah, boiled veggies in general, I'm not so big on. So the hate for the mashed potato confounds me. I love it. Mm. Like creamy with a bit of milk and a bit of butter. You can mix your veggies in there. Like you, you're missing out. You could put bacon in it. You can put onion in it. Yes. Like chives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's so much you can yeah, do with mash. Yeah, sweet potato mash. Sweet potato Ooh, mash. Sweet potato yeah. mash. Mm-hmm. See, like mm-hmm. I think it's a texture thing for me. Like I've had, yeah. you know, quote like, unquote, yeah. best best mashed potato in the world from right. whether it be at you know people making it at home or at a restaurant. Or KFC. Or KFC. <laughs> you know, the old Deb. Shout out to Deb Mash. Um, but I think it's just I think it's just that that texture that just irritates me, and it's the same. Like you guys mentioned, sweet potato mash. Like I love sweet potato, but if it's mashed. Get the fuck off my mm. plate. A- anything with that sort of real creamy, smooth texture like that, I just don't like. Well, and we had this discussion because we had we spent Christmas lunch together and everything like that. We had this discussion about you with cheeses as well, mm-hmm. like you know, like the brie cheeses and things like that. And the rest of us around the table were still just stunned trying to work out how yeah. you came to this conclusion. But I'm, I'm very much an outcast with some of these food-based hills that I choose to die on. The things that I hate, I seem to hate alone. There isn't like this universal yeah i'm, I'm behind yeah. <laughs> you thing it's pretty much everyone just like you're a weirdo who are you type of thing uh yeah. but yeah mashed potato just does nothing for me it is the scummiest mm. way to get potato in the world like there's so much utility in that starchy <laughs> vegetable and yet you just pulverize and it. we just lost 12 patreon subscribers just <laughs> one statement thank you very much brendan <laughs> i can understand like when you when you talk about texture and that's mm. the reason like that i can understand that not because i don't like the texture but i understand not liking a certain te- like i don't like onions i don't like the texture of onions i don't like when i can tell that there's onions in my food mm. oh really and so that's like if you always... got a bunning snag you wouldn't put onion on it no hello, <gasps> no oh really no i just i just i just don't like the crunchy like the flavor's fine i don't you know people always say oh you can't taste it don't worry about it it's like well that's not the point it's the texture i don't like what it adds to mm. my my bites okay that's, i know i'm just kind of alone on that occasionally people will confide that they're the same i can but. respect that a little bit like <laughs> onion i find is a bit of a weird one like uh, i'm i'm uh maybe not so much texture i think it's also the acidity but it, 
texture probably comes into it. But uncooked tomato. Oh no way! Like, oh yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, Get like a plain tomato, anything like that, I I can't do. So like just a slight bit of sliced tomato on my burger or something like yeah. that, I can't do. Nah. The wet- what are you uh, like, talking I don't, about? I don't, want, I don't want the wetness. But if it's like if it's else. like diced up and in something like in a meal or anything like that, not not an issue. But just a straight sliced tomato, I I can't eat it. Or a cherry <laughs> tomato, I can't eat it. I okay, I'm an avid fan of sliced tomato on toast with salt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah I'm it, right there that with you, man. Is delicious. Right if there it's cooked, if it's cooked. It's not a problem, but fresh? No, I, I can't mm. do it. It's I, I think it's the acidity. It actually makes me dry reach. I um as a kid, when you get the the lunchbox going to school, I I love tomatoes that much. Sometimes we'd forego an apple in my lunchbox, and I'd get a whole tomato and I'd eat it like oh, an shit. apple at lunch. Like <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, how that's much I love weird. tomatoes. Like I love oh, love man. love tomatoes. I'd rather be apple, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the apple. Okay, okay, but homegrown tomato is great. Oh yeah. Mm. Homegrown tomato is like it's it's not it's not even acidic. It's sweet, and then you can put some salt on it, and it's mm. just delicious. It's like yep. the best thing you can have on toast in the morning. It's so good. Mm. To- yeah, like yeah. I'll, like I said, I'll dice it up. I'll put it in my bolognese sauce or whatever like that, and I will eat it. Like if it's cooked or it's mixed in with stuff, not a problem. Just straight fresh tomato. I just yeah can't do it. Mm. Interesting, Brendan. You touched on something that's triggered something in my mind. I want to talk about school lunches because I'm a very nostalgic person as you might know but what are some of your most memorable or favorite lunchtime snacks you got to go I think with the roll-up that's a, a staple unless you had parents who were like no too much sugar good parents, I, I wasn't I wasn't big on roll-ups but I was big on like the the sort of meter roll fruit strap that was sort of more fruity as opposed no, I, to oh, yeah, lolly yeah, base. yes I was big on that but that, not a roll-up yeah. that's kind of more than like acceptable healthier version of the roll-up i guess yeah one 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 story i'll quickly share my my mom lauren bless her bless her cotton socks love with all my heart but i don't know if it was just she just never listened to me with my my sort of pet hates or things i didn't like with lunches (laughs) or just wanted to do it to you know get get some cruel pleasure out of it but i'm i'm not very big as i mentioned earlier about sort of butter on sandwiches and things like that um, and, and even like if I'd have my ham sandwich for lunch, she'd put butter on it. And I hate that. I just like to have bread with meat, like no butter. But literally yeah. every sandwich from, say, kindergarten all the way through to whenever she stopped making my lunches in, let's say, start of high school or whatever. You're 12. She'd put butter on that sandwich every day without fail. Even if I had a peanut butter sandwich, it'd be butter and peanut butter every day without fail. And Ooh. God, it used to shit me. Yeah. And it still does today, obviously. They'd bug the crap out of me. Butter and Vegemite sandwiches. But see, I think you probably made the mistake, and it's probably also because you were hungry, so you'd eat it. But, (laughs) like, you you made the mistake of either A, throwing it out or whatever and eating it and all that sort of stuff. So when you you come home and you've got an empty lunchbox, mum's like, oh... He must have liked it. I'll give it to him again. Oh no, I'd leave um, it. I'd leave it sometimes. Yeah, and you'd I'd leave still it get in the, the next box. day. Yeah, see that smart man. That's what you have to do. You got to teach your mum a lesson and say, "No, I don't like this, mum." No. And then she just wraps it back up and puts it in your lunchbox to eat mm-hmm. again the next day. <laughs> well, butter and Vegemite sandwiches that have been sitting in the lunchbox all day—they're literally the worst thing mm. ever. Yeah. I cannot think of anything worse. My mother used to do it to me all the time, and I'm just like. By the time I get around to this, it's lunchtime. It's been in there for like four hours. Well, even just lettuce sitting on the bread, the bread would Ugh. go soggy from the lettuce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you ruin it. But on a more positive Gross. note, Dunkaroos were one of my favorites as a kid. Oh, yeah. Love yep. me a little Le pack snack. of Dunkaroos. Oh, a French onion with snack. Oh. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I still get the snacks. They're great little things. I buy them for myself still. Mm. Nice. <laughs> I was a bit of a sucker for a space food stick. I was just going to say, I couldn't remember what they were called, but those things, like the story behind it, was that invented for, for astronauts to take into space or something? I do believe so, or at least that's what I choose yeah. to believe in my mind. Yeah, um, me too. It's the bullshit advertising that they use to yeah. sell it to us kids, yes. Neil Armstrong <laughs> invented the space man stick. Space food mm. stick, yeah. Space food stick, yeah. It's such a bizarre taste. Like, mm. I guess it's like a malt, is it? Like, yeah. how would you even describe it? Like... Yeah, it's it's a bad tasting oval teeny is what I'd call it. Yeah, but then then they brought out the caramel indeed. ones, and they were a bit of a game changer. They had a good taste to them. Mm. Mm. Um, don't recall uh, that one. Mammy noodle snacks. Oh yes, yeah, yep. love me some mammies. Yeah, what are they? Are they the dried noodles? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, where you put the like the you get like a chili packet or something to shake in there, like add, add the flavor. I think they had yep. a barbecue sachet with them. I never used yeah. the sachet. There's a chicken one as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite go-to like tuck shop meal? Oh, oh, I'm 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 jumping straight in here because I I, <laughs> I I I don't know why I talk about this as often as I do, um, but I remember like we'd have Wednesdays was our tuck shop special day for the week, my sister and I, mm. and back in the day, three dollars would get me either a hot dog or a meat pie with sauce, a can of Coke, three chicken nuggets, and a chomp bar. What? That makes you sound like. 60 years old when you say that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah a chomp yeah oh oh god chomps were good they should bring yeah, back man. the chomp yeah that was so you good. know what i used to love is curly whirlies but you'd get two mm. of them because they got that flat back and i'd get two and put them together and because they were only like 60 or 70 cents instead of like that was basically half the price of a mars bar yeah so i felt like i could justify getting two putting them together go to town damn yeah. I've, yeah. I've never double stacked a curly whirly i'm gonna have to try double that. stack it Double Try, stack of curly whirly. I'm gonna have to go find some curly whirlies after yeah. this. If you only take one thing away from this, you want to double mm. stack the curly. They're a bit more expensive now. I think they might be like ninety cents or a dollar each, but hey, worth mm. it. What about you, Bryce? Yeah. What was your uh, go-to tuck shop order? Oh God, we. Uh, my mother used to work in like a, a whole range of takeaway shops as a second job. Uh, oh. she'd work as a gaming manager in pubs and stuff like that before she, uh, before she got a receptionist job that she's been with for the last like 15 years. Um, so you had the run of the place, I'm guessing. Oh yeah. Like she worked in, she worked in just about every other tuck shop in town. Um, but probably we had one, one place in town that did, uh, their own fresh fried chicken. Hmm. And you Ooh, used to be yes. able to get like three pieces, uh, three pieces chips and a can of Coke, and it used to be only like something like six bucks, and um, it was delicious every time. Mm-hmm. Like without fail, when you get when you find a place that makes their own chicken, it's the best thing ever. Mm. Honestly, chicken wing dings, man. Like when I was at uni on Res, I lived on Res, so we'd have like an allowance to spend at the uni cafeteria, and. Three wingdings and a, a big M mocha was my go-to. They don't make the mm. big M mocha anymore, and it hurts me a little bit because that was my my fave. Mm. Yeah, I love them wingdings. Do they even still make big M? <laughs> I, I, I think, think they still have big M. I think yeah, I see I think it in big Queensland M anyway. There's so many competitors now. Like that's the OG flavored mm. milk to me. Yeah. Oh, the OG was Breaker, and I don't even know if they do that for me. It was Breaker down south at all? I know yeah, they had I that in Queensland. Yeah, yeah, Breaker was around. Yeah. Yeah. My go-to tuck shop lunch was either one or two things it was one was the sausage the old-fashioned sausage roll like just it's a classic you can't beat it mm-hmm. but the other one was hot pockets oh yeah like pizza pockets and stuff like that they were mm-hmm. great so i'd get two pizza pockets um and 
my tuck shops never had like name brand soft drinks. So the best I could get, I, was like, I can't remember what it was called. It was like the soda water, passion fruit soda water thing. Oh, like the Mount, not the, uh, the daily the springs, the daily springs. It's like, yeah, springs yeah, something. You know yeah. the one I'm talking about. Spring Valley? I think no. it was Spring Valley. I can't remember. Is Spring Valley something the orange juice? I think it might be. It's something yeah. along that line, but I know the one you're talking People about. People will know the one I'm talking about. It's like got a picture of like a spring on the front of the can. So yep. that was the drink I'd get. And then for a dessert, if I had any leftover coinage, I'd get the... I think it was Paul's that made it. It might have been Streets, but uh, it's like a chocolate thick shake. Uh, like It was just basically like a cup of chocolate ice cream thing, but if you let it melt enough or if you put it in... I think he had to put it in the microwave for like 10 seconds or something. It would turn into a thick shake. <laughs> was that the paddle pop? Nice. They did the paddle pop tubs for a while. I remember them in a, in a It was in tub probably four. before that time because I'm an old man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I used to get the whole lot for like five bucks and it was just great. Oh. There's a, um, a bit of a like localized story I can tell here where everyone that grew up in my hometown of Warrnambool called party pies nibble pies wow <laughs> because, okay yeah <laughs> nibble pies <laughs> this is because there was a, a big bakery in the area called like clark's bakery and they made all the pies that i guess they got sent to the school lunch orders and all God, the local bakeries so, so they must have named it that for some reason and then you know everyone else followed suit and titled them as nibble pies so a, a lot of people from warrnambool would just grow up with that and go talk to someone from another town and talk about nibble pies and they'll be like, what the heck are you talking about? Like you guys just did. So no, it's a nibble pie. Mm, no, party pies Obviously. all day. <laughs> I love a good pie, whether it be party or normal or family size. Like it is, it is one of the best things to eat in the entire world. A meat mm. pie. Yeah. You're missing out though. Cause I'm guessing you stay away from the potato, the shepherd's pie. Yeah. I ain't got time for that nonsense. Potato. <laughs> on a on a it's like, the, on a it's like one of my favorite meals. Yeah, that's my favorite pie is the the shepherd's pie. On a related note, my mum, uh, when we were kids, she used to work at a bakery, and so after school, I'd I'd go down and and sort of fluff about and then help her pack up and and shut up shop. And obviously, with with bakeries and and sort of food based establishments, most of the time they'll be throwing out a lot of a lot of food, like a lot of wastage. So we'd take home like literal garbage bags of like bread and pies and cakes and stuff like that. So we had a constant sort of flow of fresh pies in the fridge, frozen pies in the freezer, sausage rolls, cakes, bread, you name it. And um, yeah, I, I got to try just about every pie flavor imaginable. And I don't know how I never end up hating pies. Like I still love them to this day, even though I was eating them all the time. And and our, our family family dog lived to the age of 16. And, and I shit you not, his diet for about 14 of those years was was two pies or a pie and a sausage roll for dinner every day. Like that was what we fed the dog. <laughs> That's great. What a so champion. What was, the, what was your favorite pie if you've uh, had a chance to sample them all? Because I'm someone that like, if I know that I like something, I'm more likely to go with that than risk it and try something completely new. Yeah. A, a Ned Kelly pie is my favorite straight up. Yeah. Ned Kelly pies are pretty, pretty fantastic. Like mm. they're... What's that one? It's basically got like a... Was it, what did you say? It's a boiled egg? It's just like it's a, sort of a fried egg, egg on top. Yeah, fried egg on wow. top, and then cheese yeah. and stuff as well. I wouldn't yeah. be game to try that. It's pretty yum. Yeah, it's almost like a brekkie pie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'm. I guess that's the thing. I'm not eating them for brekkie. Yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for just a plain. Well, as a tradie, you have it spoko yeah. at nine a.m. So generally, you're grabbing a pie or a. Yeah, sausage I like roll. a plain pie or a, a chunky steak pie. A bacon pie is good. Yeah. Chicken curry is mm. good. 
Um, and there's a few places I've seen that do like spaghetti bolognese pies, like not with the spaghetti through it, but just with the mints through it instead. Oh yeah, they're pretty um, fantastic yeah. as well. Interesting. Our local bakery makes a uh, Mexican chicken. Oh. And it's really good. Oh, yes. It's really good. Um, it's an award-winning pie, apparently. Uh, but uh, a, a mate's uncle actually runs the place. So um, he, he always sort of, whenever I see him, he gives me the lowdown on what he's trying next sort of thing. <laughs> and that was like, that was like he told me about that before he was doing it. And uh, then it just like smack, bang. Uh, won awards, stayed on the menu, and uh, now I can just run down the bakery and grab one of them, and it's delicious. It's just, nice. you know, chicken with Mexican that, yeah. spices, some veg in there. Oh, so nice. That makes sense, because, like, you get the, the oven-baked enchiladas or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. with the chicken in there and the crisp kind of shell around it, the wrap. And, yeah, the pastry with the... Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. fresh. Yeah, it's pretty, like, yeah. 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 Mm. Brandon- I have to do a homemade version. Yeah, Brendan. Seeing if you're, seeing as you're kind of relatively new to Southeast Queensland, still, um, have you been to Yatla Pies yet? I have a few times. Uh, it is, yeah. it is an institution that place. Like it is a, it's fantastic. It's a pie shop on the highway between Brisbane and the Gold Coast, and mm. they do that much business. They've got a drive-through. Like you can drive through. <laughs> yeah, it's a drive-through pie shop. Yeah, it's been around for years. Uh, like. Yeah. I'd tell people I went to high school in Yatla and they go, Yatla, is that where the pie shop is? It's like, that's the only thing that area is known for is the pie shop. Mm. <laughs> um, and like, you get these big family size pies as well from there and all that sort of stuff. Every flavor under the sun yeah. you could possibly want. Big, it's fantastic. Big tub of mushy peas to put on top. Yep. They do dessert pies so you can get like, you know, apple pies and, and cheesecakes and things like that as well. It's great. The one thing that annoys me though is Yatla should be pronounced Yatala because it's spelled Yatala, Y-A-T-A-L-A, yeah. but it's called Yatla. But that's that's a topic for another day. <laughs> that's like Monica um, in Canberra, which is spelt Monica. Manuka. Manuka. Yeah. Yeah, that bothered, oh, wow. that bothered the crap out of me because Monica in Finnish is actually spelt, well, where it's spelt correctly is actually the word for strawberry as well. Mm. So it always bothered the crap out of me. Mm. One of the great things about meat pies is when you've been overseas and... They just don't serve them. They don't sell them. It's like, I guess, pie, especially in America, it's more of a sweet. It's like your apple pie, your pumpkin pie. And occasionally you'll see them with like a chicken pot pie or something. But yeah. as far as the mince, like the beef yeah. mince pie, the bakeries that serve hot food, it's not really a thing. So coming home and being like, being away for, you know, a few weeks, yeah, pie. it's a meat pie. It's, yeah. I don't know how well England does them, but I know they do meat pies and stuff over mm, there as well, yeah. don't they? Or pasties. I think you see so. a few pasties yeah. around the place, but that's as close as yeah. you get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think pie in a lot of places isn't the like enclosed pastry. It's just like... Open top, yeah. Yeah. I do love a sweet sort of dessert pie, though. If we're talking like America... I love a blueberry pie. Yeah. All their pies and, and cheesecakes and things, I think, fall under that pie umbrella as well my god yeah for sure oh i'm hungry (laughs) (laughs) i'm totally gonna eat food after this (laughs) yeah we're we're getting close to lunch so we won't we won't keep too long i got a couple more things i want to ask about and the next one is what is your best burger experience so i don't want to know what's the best place to get a burger i want to know like is there a one time that you remember a specific burger that just stayed with you okay um I've got this one in the bag because it was super recent. I kind of wish you guys were there. You could have been <laughs> because uh, this was around PAX time. But uh, we w- I went to Betty's Burgers in Melbourne. Hell yeah. And yes, by God, that Southern chicken, that Southern chicken yep. burger was the best thing I've ever, I've ever had. Like 
that thing was like they killed the chicken, just tore off the breast, mm. coated it, chucked it in the fryer, and put it on the damn burger. It's the best burger I've ever had, without yep. question. Wow. Mm. Was there a lead up to it that made it particularly memorable? No, it was. It was literally just like. So we got in. Uh, a friend of a friend of mine was like, who who's local, who was also up there, game dev. He was like. Uh, we're going over to Betty's Burgers for dinner. Uh, you should come join us. I'm mm. like, cool. So we went there, lined up, took ages to get in. Obviously, it was stupid popular. Sat down, uh, waited for my shit to come. And then as soon as I took that bite, that first bite, and my teeth sunk in through the meat, I turned towards them, eyes wide open. <laughs> I'm just like, what the f- this is the best burger I've ever bitten into. It was so incredible. I love introducing people to bet to Betty's Burgers. Is uh, best burgers in mm. Australia, hands down. Th- yep. They're up there. Can't be beat. They're up there. I, yep. I did, everything they do just has so much polish. Like mm. the the presentation, how the food comes out, the shakes you can get, the fries, yep. the onion rings, all the condiments. It is all like there's no expense spared in that place, and mm. it shows and. The burgers are some of the best in Australia, uh, by a long yep. way. And I just hope they, mm-hmm. they keep having success and spreading across the country. Well, we're finally getting one in Adelaide, thank God. Nice. Oh, isn't it, I thought there was one in Rundle Street Mall or something. Uh, that's probably been where it's being put. But no, there wasn't one in Adelaide um, because said mentioned friend Dev. Uh, mm-hmm. he, um, he only discovered him while in, while in Melbourne, and then when he went back to uh, Adelaide, he decided oh, okay. to... I think it only just opened track. recently, though, because I follow them on Instagram, so I see when all the new stores open. <laughs> yeah, it would have only just opened. Because, um, yeah, obviously, yeah. PAX was a while ago now. Because it's about, like, about 12 it. here in Brisbane and Gold yeah. Coast. Originated in Queensland, so... Yes, it did. Uh, the first one's actually from Surface Paradise. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I had it in Noosa, so that's mm. my experience with Betty's. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, this is a hard question. Like, I'm trying to think of, of sort of the the total experience outside of just eating the best burger. Yeah, I the one that comes to mind for me was when I went over to Vancouver in 2016. And I was... It was around that time I was really... I, I was loving chicken burgers around that time, not, not so much your beef burger. And there was... I went to this... I just randomly walked into this place and found... Um, I was looking at their menu and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, chicken burger. That sounds pretty good and all that sort of stuff. And eating it, it was beautiful taste and all that sort of stuff. Um, nice and soft and great buns or everything like that. And looking through the menu and so they do an Aussie burger, which had both pineapple and beetroot on it, which made me laugh. Um, <laughs> found out when I was talking to the waitresses afterwards that the chef was actually an expat Aussie. So that's why they had all these like traditional Aussie foods there too. Um, but just the memory, one being in Vancouver, like, it was first trip first real holiday i'd had in about 10 years and first visit to vancouver and having this really fantastic burger while i was there was just yeah stick with me forever my story is a bit of a pilgrimage as well it was in san diego ocean beach so patreon subscriber pedro might relate to this but yeah i just driven down to san diego from la and you know going to america for the first time i was all about like i want these like local experiences like Mm. the burger joints you know the the classic the food that you couldn't get here especially when i was there about nine years ago i feel like american kind of style places have popped up a lot more since then or maybe i've just been living in better cities (laughs) but (laughs) across the road basically from the hostel was hodad's burger which is a 
apparently a local famous local place and it had it was oozing with character you know had all like the license plates on the walls inside huge line to get in and just getting that burger and taking it to ocean beach and sitting there with the weird seabirds flying around and tucking into that burger was yeah yeah it was delicious and the experience just made it super memorable hodad's was great i i tried it on that that trip as well sadly not with you guys yeah. uh but beeps as well <laughs> in san fran i had had okay. a similar type of uh pilgrimage to get there and, and ate that on the hill like where they do all the bloody full house based um yeah filming and things right. like that so that was pretty cool but i think the like the memory i'll sort of rest my cap on is um in in another aspect of our of the life we do like pretty competitive fantasy football and we've been running a league for i'd say seven years now and um we get together now yearly for the draft and we rotate between uh the main hubs where most of us reside and uh we had everyone in sydney one year and this is when i was living on the northern beaches and and we had the the live draft at the dy hotel and there they do a burger called the truffle nader and it's like oh yeah double double meat patty bacon onion rings truffle mayo and, and a couple other bits and pieces and um you know for events and stuff like that or if we're taking places to to food areas i take a lot of pride in in sort of recommending food places or, or you know deciding a menu at a table for a group uh so sort of <laughs> you know rolled out wings and onion rings and everything else and then you know people run now i'm like no we're just going to get you know 10 truffle truffle natives for everybody and uh, they all came out and I sort of sat there watching eagerly as, you know, we're talking smack in between draft picks and things and the burgers come out and just watching these nine other guys try a truffle nader for the first time. And similar to what Bryce was saying, like they all bit in and then their eyes were just <laughs> white as dinner plates, like looking up and there was like <laughs> grins with truffle mayo dripping down their chins everywhere. <laughs> and, you know, it was just this nice moment where in between, oh, you picked that guy, you're a dickhead and or you stole that guy, whatever else, you know, that, that good banter to sort of quiet down for that burger for those few minutes and then back to the smack talk. It was, that was pretty cool. That's epic. Mm. Yeah, very good. All right, well, we're going to round this out with a question before we get into thanking our Patreon producers. And that is, we've got a situation, one of them's got to go pig versus chicken versus cow. Which is it? Pig's definitely staying. It's, it's, it's not getting replaced by nothing. You, you can't get me. rid of the pig. You need that bacon. Yeah. I'm... I'm the pig's oh. versatile. You got the bacon, you got bacon bits, you got mm. wrapping stuff in bacon, and then you got obviously ham and pork, pulled pork, oh. pork ribs. Mm. Like, you can't, I can't get rid of the pig either. Mm. I, I can oh. do about the pulled pork, but that's just because I had food poisoning from it once, so I can't <laughs> eat it anymore. This is tough. I'll be honest, beef. Mm. Yeah. I'm the same. Like, I feel like beef is the most limited in, in what you can do with it. Like, mm. you, sure, you got steak, sure, you got like beef mince burritos that kind of thing but i feel like i could just replace it with lamb and you, kangaroo and you I can replace beef with pretty much, much the chicken and pork and stuff in those yeah. sorts of things yeah. as well mm. see fried um, like but you can't replace it you can't replace a chicken wing or fried chicken no, no. yeah mm. yes well hey look i make a shit ton of curries like that is my go-to that is my go-to meal uh i just make a ton of curries and you can make so many curries different types <laughs> of curries with chicken yeah uh not so many with beef uh, but when it comes to the battle between beef and pig, I like bacon too much. 
I feel yeah, bad because I'm I'm a massive like steak is one of the greatest things to eat in the entire I love universe. Steak. Um, I, I but yeah. I think I'm gonna have to go with you guys, even though I'm about yeah. to smoke some beef ribs after this episode. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna <laughs> have to just say be talking about the burgers. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. <sighs> that's the thing. You, you're missing all those beef burgers as well. But mm. fried chicken. You just gotta you gotta take one for the KFC. team beef burgers, which is a shame because steak's like the one meat I can actually cook on the fry pan. I'm going to go against the grain and say I'm going to toss out chicken, which pains me to say. Um, just so we've got a differing opinion, because, yeah, steaks and <laughs> ribs and briskets and beef cheeks and all that kind of stuff. Like, I just love... Oh, you're turning me. I love red meat you're too much. You're turning me over to your side here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like beef has, like, the highest ceiling for, like, deliciousness, but it's not as accessible or easy to cook. Therefore, I'm going to have to go with chucking it out yep because i'm a bit of a lazy cook sometimes (laughs) but yeah if you've got the time to you know slow cook that beef brisket for 16 hours it just so happens i do sometimes (laughs) (laughs) it's just too much prep time to get the best out of beef in my opinion really i agree yeah we need to go back to buffalo bar brisbane uh brendan yeah (laughs) yeah yeah oh immediately immediately yeah cool well listeners please tell us your thoughts on all of the previously mentioned likes and dislikes, uh, weird food combos. What would you throw out of the cow, chicken, and pig? Have you ever had two curly whirlies back to back? Let us know. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter, Brendan? Uh, you can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8Bit. So that's on all those social platforms. Gaming hubs, if you want to come and uh, play and watch me be average at some shooters such as apex legends (laughs) hit me up on hit me up on origin but i might even pivot and play a little bit out on console this week just to see if maybe that's where i might get my first victory because i still haven't got one really Mm. hopefully by the time people have heard this in a couple of weeks they you will have we'll see i think the damn wall will burst all right brendan roll with me (laughs) roll with me we'll get i still still haven't got a pc victory either (laughs) yeah i have about nine pc victories really i think yep I hate yep. you. <laughs> <laughs> Benny, where can people find you and your hate? Uh, they can find my hate and vitriol over at the Spawny 13 on Twitter. Uh, check out 8-Bit Mania podcast as well for my podcasting stuff and also the Invalid Opinions pod as well, which I do. Sweet. Bryce. At Ivy Revan on Twitter. I also have a Twitch channel that I don't actively use. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll get back to it one day, but... Life's just been busy with the newborn around and stuff. Yeah. But uh, also over at the House of Mario, where I am a co-host, where we talk about Nintendo every week. Beautiful. And of course, I'm on all social medias at Jono himself and putting out the Putting In Work podcast every week as well. And I have to thank some dear listeners of that podcast and supporters of this Patreon with 8-Bit. You lovely people make this possible. You have made the 8-Bit cast a fortnightly creation rather than a monthly release so mm-hmm. thanks to aaron lukasak andrew natoli anthony florida colin sparling dan von barker howard smith jared howard josh enor liam hart luke and wilkinson matthew perkins nathan tilly laurie Pete's and screamus also thanks to miss ellie hart for the 8-bit cast artwork and Sammy Deej for the 8-bit cast intro and outro music. Mm-hmm. As always, thanks to Audio Technica. Hit us up, uh, patreon.com slash we8bit. And I don't have a sign-off like I said at the top of the show, so keep on eating ridiculous food. Steam buns. Stay hungry. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs>